You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hi friends and welcome back to another episode of Tigress. I think I am really figuring out this microphone, so I hope you're enjoying this upgraded audio quality of Tigress the podcast. As you know, I am back every single Wednesday with a new episode and I'm really excited for this one because we're going to talk about some of my favorite topics, including periods and sleep and sex and intimacy and relationships and So this is something I'm really hyped for. Uh, I also uh, looked at my podcast numbers from the year to date, like in the Spotify wrapped, and was really, really proud of how big this community has gone um, and being in like the top 1% of podcasts. And I know, look, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but just being able to have anybody listen to this is really exciting. Um, So I'm sitting here on day five of my period and It's been a a fun one because I now have all these new period products to try as August is thinking more about product development and, you know, bringing new products to market, whether it be longer night pads uh, or just other complimentary products that I've been able to find through the TikTok period community. Like I'm currently wearing boxers with pads on and it has a little flap for wings. It's honestly just been a really exciting time. I think holidays can be, holidays can be, exhausting and they can be frustrating or triggering for many of us um but i think holidays for me uh, are also a time just to like be really excited about what's to come in the new year um with work there's a lot of new upcoming work developments i'm so excited to bring into the world and i just feel like i learned a lot in 2022 about myself about my boundaries and those learnings hopefully will carry me into a more balanced uh, a balanced life and a balanced um just a balanced personality that can help me be a good human. So, okay, this is kind of funny because leading leading on, leading into what I wanted to talk about today, which is truly uh, not about balance at all, um, I recently increased my antidepressant dosage to double of what it was currently, but more of what it used to be. And I've talked about my experience with medication before on this podcast, um, but the short, short version of it is that I ended up in rehab summer of 2020. 
I had never tried any sort of uh, medication or psychiatrist before. And in the span of six weeks, they just kept medicating me to like try to get me to feel not so sad and depressed. So within literally six weeks, I went up from zero to 250 milligrams of Zoloft and then like an additional 100 milligrams of Trazodone and then Ativan. And I kind of left with a plethora of a little med kit. And it was hard because you know, I grew up in a household that was so anti-medication. Like my mom did not really let me use Advil until I was like 18. And so for me, I didn't feel like excited or comfortable with the idea of like, oh, like I can fix all my problems or like have this lean into this Band-Aid solution um, and now be able to like just take a lot of medication and feel fine. And I think similarly, my boyfriend, who's still my boyfriend at the time, He's from Switzerland where like, there's also this idea of like, why would we just pump ourselves with medication? Um, you know, if we can do therapy or other natural things before that. And look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medication. Actually, like being on antidepressants has been game changing. Um, and I'm very, very thankful for it. Like, wow, waking up and being like, wow, I don't have suicidal ideation today. Like that is huge. And that has become a new norm for me, which is so wonderful. But it's, but I, I think that, so I embrace medication and I'm thankful for it, but I have really experienced, you know, we always say mental health is like baby steps forward and then like big steps back. I took a little bit of a big step back in my own mental health, like well-being um, in the last few months. I think just with being faced with added challenges of work, right? Like when work is more successful, when work um, is doing better as the CEO, to me, I often interpret it as more pressure. And so I think that I've been putting a lot more pressure on myself. And so that coupled with, you know, things going on in my family and not having, um, not being in touch with my middle sister as much, who honestly has been one of my closest friends to date and being really confused and sad about what's happening there. And, you know, I think it's just all this in combination, um, also with the weather and winter and seasonal depression, it just got me to a place where I was like, yeah, I am not in a good place. And I was going into therapy every week and my therapist was like, you don't look so good. Like you look pretty defeated. And some, you know, the therapist every week, they ask you how you feel. And I would just be like, I just want to crawl into like a hole and go to sleep forever. Like, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt myself, but I'm just so tired. Like this is, it just feels like a lot. And um, I think that, I think that that was just, a good reason and a prompt for my therapist to hear that and say like, okay, like we really need to figure out, you know, not that it's a band-aid solution or it is a band-aid solution, but we're not going to stop doing all the work to figure out like the root of a lot of your issues. But we're really going to dive into like, how do we get you what you need right now so that you can function and that you can be getting out of bed and that you can be feeling positive. Um, and I think that that is what I really needed at the time. So that's kind of where I am now. Um, I ended up doing, uh, I ended up meeting with a psychiatrist and she doubled my dosage. And um, she was really surprised to know that I had taken myself down in dosage. And I had expressed, you know, I had expressed it being hard because when you meet with psychiatrists, like it doesn't feel like they're incentivized or they want to decrease your dosage. And I respect that in the way of, oh, we give you the right dosage and then it's working. But I think for me, I haven't really given up on the idea of like, oh, but if it's working and it's been working for a long time, like, can I maybe step back from the dosage, right? Like, I don't want to eventually be so reliant on it. And I know that some people are, and that's totally okay. But I think 
having that interest in having that interest in not being so reliant on it um if i can't if i can be is something that's really attractive to me and something that i really want to work towards um but with all that i did feel like i was in a place with a little bit more of like urgency to feel like i needed to put my head in the right space so i could focus um so that i could get out of the depressive pit that i was in so when i was leading in work or anything i wasn't leading from such a reactive place um, I think that was really important. And over the last couple of weeks, I think it's been two weeks now, I I have been feeling much better. Um, I haven't had like the same dark uh, depression in the mornings where I feel like I can't get out of bed. So things have been looking a lot better in terms of my mental health. But there are some side effects that are also tricky. Like I have zero sex drive, zero libido. And I don't mean just with like, just like the act of sex I mean that with um like any sort of physical touch too and you know well, but it's interesting because one of my love languages is physical touch um like I, I think my second or third is physical touch and then I think it's also one of my boyfriend's top ones so it's been tricky because like it's a chicken and egg situation where like I don't feel loved because I feel like I'm not getting that physical affection but then I don't want him to give me that physical, physical affection because it makes my skin feel like it's crawling. And like, it's so brutal to say out loud, but like, that's legit how it's been. And I've had to like assure him like, look, it's not because I'm not attracted to you. It's literally like, there's a block and it's not, it's just like, I, I don't want to do it. Like when I'm feeling, if I'm feeling like, you know, not in my body and I have this medication, which makes me feel numb, but also kind of like helps my depression by like dissociating me a bit from it. The end result is like, I'm kind of here numb physically and the idea of having anything penetrate or anything like invade, invade my privacy is really not something that I want. So the good news is that I'm with a partner who is so, so understanding and with a partner who never shames me about it, never, like I think also is confident in securing himself where he does not take that, he does not take that personally at all. I've had different issues with like guys I've dated or seen before where like if I ever expressed not having as much sex drive, it made them super insecure, it made them really mean. And so I'm really thankful for how he's been so supportive, but yeah, it's been a really big challenge. And um, you know, I've had other side effects, like uh, I, I sweat a lot when I sleep and I think, I don't know if it's because of the Zoloft, because I, I'm not taking Trazodone anymore and I know that like lucid dreams are a big side effect or can be a big side effect of Trazodone. But I, I, in the last couple of weeks, I've had like really vivid dreams. I've actually had really vivid dreams of my ex-boyfriend, my high school ex. Um, Henry and I have been dating for three years, but what is still crazy to me is that Henry is not my longest relationship. My longest relationship, or what I would consider to be my longest relationship, was when I was in high school. And uh, I was dating this boy who eventually we went to college together too. And he comes up in my memories and dreams every once in a while. I try not to read into it, but like he's been in my dreams recently. And it like, because of maybe because of the meds, like it feels so intense and it feels so um, like real, like lucid quite a bit. So um, I, I've been waking up like in in complete night sweats, like night sweats, feeling wet, having to change my clothes sometimes in the middle of the night because like I've just sweat through my clothes. 
Um, and so that has not been, not been super fun. Um, but I think it's kind of like amusing. Like I wake up in the morning and I at least think I've been working out all night. Um, so I'm more tired in the morning, but it's like, oh, like I really got in a lot of movement, you know, like this was a lot of movement um, for one night of sleep. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to read into the dreams about my ex. I think it really is about the holidays though. You know, like I've been thinking, like, you know, I, I don't go home to Portland, Oregon that often, but like when I do, um, when I do go home for, for the holidays, it, you know, it has you reflect a lot on what happened in your hometown. And for me growing up in Portland, it was a lot of, well, I was working a lot. So I like, I, I associate a lot of my high school years with like working, going to knowing like all the homeless shelters in the area because they were nonprofit partners. Um, yes, but also because being in the city where I had my longest relationship, like a high school, college and college relationship um, is just like sad. It's like I, when you go on high school dates, you're only really going around like your area, you know, you're not like allowed to go on adult sleepovers really yet. So you're going on like coffee dates and you're going on movie dates and all of that. So um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's always, it's always funny to go back and remember like the different dates I had with my high school ex. And I wonder if he's home for the holidays. I wonder if I should reach out. Like, is it weird if I reach out and what would I talk to him? Um, about, but yeah, I, so yeah, that it, I don't know if it's because of the meds, um, but I think that in conjunction with being around the holidays, which brings up, you know, feelings uh, and emotions and memories of my ex because I'm home for the holidays. Um, and also just the fact that like, you know, it just comes in my mind every once in a while. And I, I have not told Henry this because obviously I'm not going to tell Henry I have dreams of my ex and I wake up sweating. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from Ad. 
Pad 4s. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Um, and they're not like all sex dreams. <laughs> like some of them are like, oh, we're just like talking, you know? Um, but it just feels intense. Or like I'm just replaying memories in my head and and then I wake up sweating. And um, so it's been a lot. It's been uh I, I think I'm kind of in a place where I can, I've, I'm still like blaming anything weird on like this recent increase of dosage on my meds. I'm like, oh, I'm sweating a lot. It's that. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm eating a lot more. I have like more of an appetite. It's my meds. Um, or I don't have as much of an appetite. It's my meds. Oh, I'm looking like pretty snatch. It must be my meds. You know, like I've kind of been in like, you know, total misinformation, like everything associated with this new medication that I'm taking. Although it is one of the only recent developments of change in terms of what I'm putting into my body. Um, and... And yeah, so yeah, I think mental health wise, I am hopeful that I'm on the come up. I think part of the challenge of having borderline personality disorder is that like a core part of the symptoms is around having these like intense mood swings and having a lot of those mood swings also bring up a lot of questions about your own identity and your own self-worth. And so I think for me, like when I hit a depressive episode, the first kind of conclusion I come into in my head is wow, I am worthless and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in the wrong situation. And I think as I've been able to get help from therapists, like talk therapy, but also medication and a new psychiatrist, it's kind of like chemically getting myself out of that situation, but still having certain thoughts that are like remnants of that, right? I think, I do think that part of why I may be thinking about my past relationships is I'm like questioning the situation I'm in. I'm questioning who I am now. I'm questioning my self-worth. I'm questioning all these things. And it doesn't mean that I'm insecure, but I think that it means like, yeah, I think BPD makes me obsessive about the past and the future. It makes me really fixate on different parts of who I am and who I want to be. And because of that, I, I end up having dreams about my ex. <laughs> and look, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to stay on my current medication. I'm going to stay on my current medication and I'm going to um, just really feel it out and hope that, uh, you know, I get to a place where um, it feels, it feels like my baseline is comfortable and my baseline isn't something where I feel constantly depressed or um, anxious. So I'm excited about it. I, I think I'm disappointed a bit in myself, but I'm, I'm not trying to be disappointed in myself um, for having to double my dosage again. Um, but I also accept that mental health is a never-ending journey and sometimes you take baby steps back um, But we learn from those baby steps back and um, and yeah, I think it's been it's been really wonderful uh, because I think that This dark depressive episode that I was recently on is probably one of the darker ones in the last few years um, And it made me really thankful to have Henry and Mimi in my life, you know when I'm feeling more depressed the first thing to go is any sort of social life. Like I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with anybody. And you don't want to do any like social stuff. I just want to like work, you know, like my escape is really into work, which is not always um, a healthy thing. And it's something I'm really trying to work on. Um, but I think being able to be around Henry and Mimi where like Mimi gets me out of bed in the morning, because if I don't take her out, she's going to fucking pee on the floor or pee on the bed. And with Henry, like he also has been so busy with work. I kind of put in my, my mind, like, and my love language is acts of service is like, 
you know, I want to, I know that I want to support Henry and what he's going through. So like, I want to make him dinner and like inherently I'm going to make myself dinner. And so having like a home where we're all kind of supporting each other and where I am super open to with Henry about like what I'm feeling, right? I'm open with him. Like, look, I have no sex drive because of my meds. And he's able to just be like, okay, like, let's talk about this. Like, is there anything I can do? And he doesn't try anything. He's really just like supportive of, supportive of any space that I need or anything like that. Um, and I mean, I think Henry, uh, I mean, Mimi on the other side, you know, I'm flying, I'm flying with her for the first time later today, which I'm super nervous about because I did not realize that the flight to the West Coast was six hours and 40 fucking minutes. So I'm very nervous about it. I'm nervous about flying with my dog. But I'm able to fly with the dog because she is a psychiatric service dog. And one of the things that I was talking to my therapist and psychiatrist about in terms of how do I explain how much my dog supports me in my mental health is like the complex PTSD that I have is very much uh, entails, it, it very much entails like uh, traits of de depersonalization and dissociation. Dissociation, you know, and I've talked about this on the podcast a lot before, dissociation is where you just kind of like zoom out. Like, you know, when you check out of life and you kind of like stare at a wall. Oh, the best way to describe it is, you know, when you're reading a book and you're like, you're consciously reading and then you get to the end of the chapter and you're like, I don't understand anything in the last chapter. I have to go back to the beginning because I wasn't really paying attention. That's kind of how I feel like if I'm in any sort of like anxious triggered state or like more depressed is that my PTSD dissociation will kick in and I'll just kind of like forget what I'm doing. I'm like not super thoughtful. Like I, I'll stumble a lot more. I'll take wrong turns. I'll get lost. And yeah, and I'll have to like reread any books or redo anything that I've been doing or I'll have to like ask questions again. So that dissociation is something that that Mimi really helps me with because having a dog that's like honestly like a puppy and needs a lot of attention like I need to stay alert and because I love her so much like that motivation of me to like snap out of it like be there for her like be alert to the, our surroundings is really really helpful I think similarly with depersonalization like depersonalization is not feeling like in your body like feeling in a shell of a human and a lot of it originates in my, at least in my understanding of what I've learned in my therapy and, you know, through reading a lot of books about this, depersonalization happens when you're, you're kind of like looking at your body in a bird's eye view, right? Like, and a lot of it develops from past trauma that happened to your body where you cope in the, you know, traumatic moment by like leaving your body, by not being in your body, maybe watching it from afar. So I have that, like, if again, if I'm in a state, like I just stop feeling my hands, like I just numb. like, of course I know I, I can move and everything, but like, I remember me re meeting with the somatic, in, uh, somatic therapist and at the beginning of the session, she, she sat down and she was like, okay, so I'm going to help you be in your body. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know where else I would be. And she was like, okay, I'm going to explain to you what that means. So where do you feel the chair? And I was like, girl, what? And she was like, where do you feel the chair on your back? And it was just, a, it was interesting because I had never thought of like, okay, when I'm sitting down, I feel my feet on the ground. I feel my butt touching the chair. I feel that it kind of hurts on my back because I'm leaning over like this. So I think it really is just like when I'm, the depersonalization part is like added to the dissociation where you just kind of feel like out of your body and that numbness can be really frustrating and you know i i did struggle with self-harm and cutting when i was in middle and high school and a lot of the cutting that i used to do on myself was because i would just not feel my body and i would feel really it's frustrating right like why do i feel empty why do i feel like this 
and it just makes you want to like move around it makes you want to like like I used to hit my hand against the wall and I still do like I still have some tendencies um to do that and so I think that there are different things um where like for me getting over self-harm was really hard because it's a constant body experience I think one of the most helpful things in getting over self-harm for me has been hot yoga is like doing a body practice that takes a lot of focus and being present and it's about aligning like your body and your breath but also that it's really fucking hard like i do hard hot yoga where like i'm in pain like i'm still feeling my body because there's like a painful sensation from doing all of these poses and working through the flow and like going to second stage muscle failure like i'm so all about my yoga but also like it's really bad if i go a week without hot yoga because then i don't have that so i start to feel a little bit more of that numbness and i start having more of the like you know hitting my hand on the wall or just trying to like constantly move anyways getting back to why mimi has been so wonderful mimi uh my puppy like is constantly licking me is constantly like around me i have to like hold and again i think that because i can contextualize and i feel the responsibility of needing to take care of this creature um this dog that i love so much it takes me out of that depersonalization a bit and I think, you know, when you pet a dog, obviously, like, they love that. But also, it's like a calming effect. Like, you're literally, like, petting someone's hair, petting my dog's hair, and I start becoming more conscious of, of like, oh, like, this is so nice, right? Like, I'm, like, petting this dog, and I'm feeling her ear, and I'm, like, pulling apart the matted hair, and, like, it just brings me down to a more, like, meditative state. Um, I have a new obsession every night by going through uh, Mimi's, like, matted hair and, like, trying to rip it apart like doing things like that. Or yeah, someone has suggested holding ice, um, like holding ice in your hand. I've done that a lot. That really helps, right? Like it is a bit of a painful feeling, but it's a painful feeling that is safe, safer. Um, and for me, Mimi, as someone with PTSD, you know, she's still a puppy. She's still learning how to pee outside, but she has been instrumental in just helping a lot with my dissociation and depersonalization. I think it's also been really good for my relationship with Henry because Henry and I are so busy. Like he's been working till like 1, 2 a.m. every single night, um, which has been a lot. And, um, you know, I think that for me and Henry, when we are so busy and we don't have a lot of time for each other, like we haven't, we, we often go months without having a date. Um, now that we have a dog, we try to take family walks. So like we've been waking up at 7.30 in the morning and like walking our dog for an hour together or we've been, you know, walking her at night together. Like we've been doing family walks where we're not on our phones and we're able to just like be with each other and be with the dog. And we just bond over loving her so much. Like we definitely splurged on a whole photo shoot for Mimi and it was amazing and I would do it again. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. All that to say, I, you know, I've, I've, I've struggled with feeling disappointed in myself, which I know I have no, I shouldn't feel disappointed in myself for taking some baby steps back with my mental health in the last couple months. But I'm really thankful because I do have that support. I was able to get the medication that I need. Um, I was able to see the psychiatrist that I needed and find one. And I'm able to have a psychiatric service dog that has honestly been so wonderful and so helpful. Um, and it's something that I'm really thankful for. So as always, I'm here every single Wednesday with a new episode of Tigris. And, you know, I always wanna hear like, what topics you want to hear about too. Um, I've been doing a lot more TikTok live uh, for those of you who are on. Um, I've been doing a lot more TikTok live. I've been trying to go live like once a day. I love doing my night routine on TikTok live. 
Um, so catch me usually if I'm on the East Coast, it's like 11 p.m. EST and I'll go live for like an hour and just like it actually helps me just like process a lot of the day and like not be actively on my phone and stuff. So um, yeah, catch me on TikTok Live and TikTok Live is where we've been talking a lot more about what you want to hear on Tigris. You can find Tigris anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether that be, um, you know, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts or you, you my link in bio, you can just click to Spotify. But all that said, like, I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've talked about sex, relationships, periods, mental health. We've talked about being disowned. We've talked about having our periods. Um, so every Wednesday, back with another episode of Tigris. I love you all, and I'm so excited to keep growing this Tigris journey with all of you. Bye, y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.